Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. All right, No Meat Athlete Radio crowd, I got uh, I gotta cry for help. Man, the dog's perfect timing. Uh, here's my issue. Hi, doggies. We, uh, I'm like a healthy eating guy. That's, a, that's sort of been my identity for the past 15 years. And I don't really eat that healthy anymore. Uh, we've gotten busy. As I think, I don't, I don't think we're unique in this. I think a lot of uh, parents are like this. Okay, this is a problem. <laughs> well, I can't hear you guys or me or anyone. I, mean, I can't hear myself think. <laughs> <laughs> You're still on mute, Matt. Take care of your dogs, and we'll hang out for a little. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully. yeah. Okay. You, you mute yourself. We're gonna start the show. Mute All right, here's the prompt: How do you eat when you're when you're really busy? How do you stay healthy? Okay, discuss. <laughs> Be free. Talk. It's like the teacher. It's like the teacher who says, "Like talk amongst yourselves." Talk, right? talk like, amongst yourselves. Yeah. I think Form we should wait for Matt group. to get back before you do that. But uh, how's everybody doing? What's uh, what's going on? I mean, that was Great. the worst start of any podcast I think I've ever been on. By the way, did you guys listen really to like the it? one with me and Matt? It got a little contentious. I feel bad. I, I woke up this morning, literally on my mind, was offering Matt some way to reverse that conversation on our next conversation where. We are talking about something that is embarrassing or unpleasant for me. Because the whole time, essentially, it was me telling him he shouldn't drink anymore and him mm. having to come to terms with the fact that he drinks because he likes it, despite the science. And we might have gotten into some interesting science at the end there where like, he pulled out one population study that suggested that like, maybe the increase of risk was like eight deaths over the course of 100,000 lives. So, like, maybe that doesn't matter, but, like, there seems to be so many mechanistic understandings around, like, how it shrinks your brain and, you know, messes up your white and gray matter and it's bad for your heart and it's bad for HRV and it's bad for sleep and it's, you know, like, it's just so bad for you in all those ways. that It contributes to seven different cancers, right? Like, there just seems to be a lot of reasons not to drink. And he just kept coming back to like, you know, but he likes it. So anyway, that's, really that's on my mind. That though, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's something to just doing things because you like them, even if they are somewhat detrimental to your health, right? And I haven't listened to the episode yet. I look forward yeah. to listening to it. it. It dropped this morning on the Outlier Health uh, podcast feed. You can find that in anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And I don't think that the video is going up, but uh, that maybe going up in the future or you can uh, check out if you're a member of the compliment community you can go and uh, check out your three things letter from you Matt. Just yeah. going out linking to the podcast wonderful wonderful links in there thank you for reminding me yeah welcome back matt do you uh, get everything together matt uh not really I, I can there are little pauses between the barking that i can talk in but i'm just going to keep myself on mute uh, i heard people talking about alcohol and the evidence that uh, it's actually not that bad for us that's all i really heard so i was saying i was saying that that i woke up this morning thinking about you as i do most days um and that next week uh, i wanted to offer some topic of conversation that's like like puts me on the defensive because it felt like yesterday 
you know, you were you, you were in the difficult, the unenviable position to defend alcohol. And here I was looking like a white knight talking about how I've learned to, you know, to be intimate with, with, you know, people in my life without using a social lubricant and like, you know, how important those developments are. And then, you know, we just kept coming back to you like, but Matt likes to have a couple glasses of wine here and there and can't fault you for that. But anyway, we'll figure out something to reverse those, the tables next. Don't, don't, don't bother. He, he puts me in the hot seat every week or every day almost on the morning show and, and uh, having to defend my, my uh, heathen ways. So uh, I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's fine. I, I thought, Matt, that you, I kind of felt bad for you this morning because I was thinking the poor guy <laughs> had to resort to mechanistic things when he's all about, uh, you know, health outcomes and long-term stuff. And we said these, these mechanisms like saying oatmeal's for, you know, full of phytates and lectins and we shouldn't have it. But if you look at the long-term studies, everyone's fine. You, you became the, the mechanism guy. You're like, well, alcohol does this and this and this in your body and this, despite the fact that four additional people per 100,000 have an alcohol-related problem in a year if you drink one drink a day. So I mean, it's, a good, it's, it's a good, it's a good point. I mean, I don't know for me, like it's helped me actually to maybe, maybe this could be a continuation. We can talk about alcohol with, uh, with Doug and Isabel, because I, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts uh, and we're naturally arriving here. Like for me, um, my, my favorite example is like something Adriana says, which is if you woke up hungover, and you didn't have the societal understanding that it's normal to be hungover after drinking. And you just woke up and you're like, you've got dry mouth, you're sweating, you didn't sleep, like you're, you, you, you're, you're maybe off balance, right? Like you're maybe nauseous, you can't eat, you could have vomited, right? Like you were poisoned, right? And if the night before you had had a tofurkey sandwich and then the next day you felt that way, you would say, oh my God, I should never eat that tofurkey sandwich again. Like that thing poisoned me. My body had a terrible reaction to it. That something's wrong with that. That I can't, I shouldn't do, right? And yet because of this like cultural familiarity with drinking, we're cool with it. We like wake up and we're like, God, I got seriously poisoned last night, but like hair of the dog, everybody, let's go get mimosas and I'll just kind of, numb that pain with more alcohol it's a wild it's a wild thing to me and that's not mechanistic that is i don't know yeah, but there's, there's a lethal dose of caffeine too and if you drank if you drank enough of that that'd be a poison people do it i don't think that's true i've I'm pushed not, that really <laughs> hard okay. i don't know <laughs> what that is that true is yeah. that true? Yeah, no, it's, true. <laughs> but it's the same thing as with, with water. You can drink too much water and you can get like water. Drunk, yeah. But you have to drink a ridiculous amount of water to do that. You actually don't have to drink that much water to, to mess up the imbalance. The electro it's an electrolyte sure. imbalance and you can actually mm-hmm. not like the ions won't cross over some, some calcium barrier in your blood. And like, yeah, you, there's a lot. I mean, you guys should know this. You're all ultra yeah, runners, you know, That's like a few gallons of water on a hot day and you can get messed up. All right, I got three. I got three responses to your comment there, Matt. <laughs> Ready. For one, one is uh, one is um, there's a difference between binge drinking and then just like drinking, right? Or I drinking mean, and oh, getting drunk. If I was drunk, waking up, was waking having, up having puked every night, then the next day, like yeah, I mean that's that's not good. <laughs> like Matt. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yep, that's a typical day that I that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the second the second one is um that like you could say the same thing about a long run. I wake up the next morning and I have a headache and my body hurts and things like that. And uh and I'm like, oh man, that feels terrible. Like and it takes me a while to kind of get over it, right? But definitely then do it again. But then I go and do it again. Yeah. And that yeah. it might actually be bad for you, right? That that might be your body telling you it's bad for you, but but it's it's not so bad that it's not worth doing, at least for you, right? It's right. it's something that is mm-hmm. useful in in uh, advancing some sort of goal, which, which I mean, it's an interesting point. I'll let you get to the third, Doug, because I wake up every morning and like the best outcome for me is I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, I can't move because I worked out or I ran or I did whatever to the extent where my body's like locked up, right? I'm like, yes, I did it. I, I worked so hard. I pushed my boundaries. And, but like, we know that like, we know a little bit about the lactic acid buildup and why our bodies, like our, our neurological system, our nervous system is, is sending those signals. Like we also know a little bit about why you feel that way when you're hungover. And those are demonstrably different, right? <laughs> one, one is like a repair mechanism and, like you're, you're getting stronger. The other is not like a, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. The other one might just be killing you. But you had a third. Yeah. You had a third, which I imagine is to tell us that there's a Moscow mule in that cup of yours. Well, I hope so. <laughs> no, no, it, it's green tea. Um, but yeah. no, no my, my third is that if, if, a, if a Tofurky sandwich gave me the amount of joy as a fun night out with my friends, then I would probably keep eating Tofurky sandwiches, even if they made me feel terrible the next morning. Uh, could and, be a really that, good that, that is the, like beautiful thing about alcohol sometimes but you know i want to i want to put a huge caveat here and that's that uh I've, I've really drastically reduced the amount of alcohol that i'm drinking in part because i hate waking up i mean like even now two beers on a thursday night makes me feel terrible on a friday morning and uh and and so i mean i'm just like i'm that's I'm, doug right now <laughs> no i no, yeah. no, <laughs> see no look all right this is a pretty example last night Went out and watched the game with some friends. I had a beer, and then I bought a hop water, which is a non-alcoholic beer, because I knew that that second one would make me groggy this morning, and and I didn't want to deal with that. And it was fine. It was great. Okay. But see, this is interesting. I wanted Isabel to go, but I want to come back to Doug, and I want to understand what's the point of drinking one beer, and what's the point of drinking non-alcoholic? Just don't get it. Taste. Well, so the the non-alcoholic is not a beer. It's a hop water. It's like a it's like a. Um, I mean, it's just like a sparkling water, but that has a hop taste to it. And I enjoy that taste of hops. And I also enjoy the taste of beer. And also one beer at 6%, 6.5% alcohol does uh, provide some sort of relaxation effect that, that's nice. And, and looks cool. A buzz. In. And looks cool. The buzz. You like the buzz. I mean, I wouldn't call it a full buzz. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like. A relaxation. It's a high. It's a lubricant. A lubricant. Yeah. It's a high. It's a drug. I'm just, I'm just saying, right? It's a drug. Yeah, it's a high. Yeah, you like the yeah. buzz. You like the feeling. So is caffeine, though. People wanna... do that, too. It's, so it's caffeine. High. That's true. So is sugar. Don't, don't, don't take my caffeine. It's, the last, <laughs> it's my last thing. And so it's so all, so all those mushroom concoctions that, uh, yeah. that you play with. Oh, we have to define. We're talking about like the reishi, yeah, mushroom, mushroom drugs that you take. No, no, no I'm just kidding. that's next week's episode because <laughs> we'll have some truth telling. I've never. I'm interested. I'm very interested, but I'm so terrified. I've never done any 
any mushroom type drug, any hallucinogen, any any of that stuff. And now you look at like Michael Pollan's book, the Netflix special that mm-hmm. they did, How to Change Your Mind, like all of those, um, uh, you know, kind of, yeah, psychoactive substances that are unlocking like the stuff for PTSD, you know, like veterans and rape victims and trauma. Like it's just, there's some yeah, incredible science out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested, but I am so terrified that like, I don't think I could, I don't think next, I could get there. Next company outing. We all do it all together or none at all. I mean, just... <laughs> I'll consider it. Put, it. put it under consideration. I don't have much to add to the alcohol conversation because I have been sober for seven years, I think. And my husband has for like 10, 12 because um, he has a blood condition that doesn't allow him to have alcohol. So it's just not a part of our lifestyle. But I do like non-alcoholic wine. And there's like the ones... I don't, I don't remember the brand names, but they, they make alcohol removed wine and it's for the taste. Like it's basically just a sugar drink that I'm having, but it tastes good. It tastes like wine. Um, and I, I, I do think that is a piece of it. It's, it's, I mean, it's the same thing as dessert. Like I know a piece of chocolate cake or a chocolate brownie or whatever, no, just the chocolate. Uh, I know that's not good for me. It's, it's sugar and it's, it's probably boosting my system in a way that it shouldn't do, but I like the taste and I like dessert. So that like there is an aspect of that to your life where you should have pleasure in your life from different things and and a nice beverage that tastes good. I respect. I didn't know you were sober. I mean, I I just assumed because like since we've been working together, like the last three four years, whatever it's been, you've been pregnant or nursing. So I just kind of assumed like Adriana, she's she's been sober for like six years as a result, but like isn't quote. But that, if you add you and what I'll call myself essentially sober, we're like 40 or 50% of our entire company is now. So there's a, there's I, a trend I think that's here. not atypical. I think there's a lot of people now who just don't drink, like for all various reasons. They're just not, mm-hmm. not interested in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of it. That's what we got it, into it, yesterday. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are people who, who are sober because they, uh, you know, have alcoholic tendencies or, or are an alcoholic and, and choosing, you know, going sober is kind of the only way that they can handle that. Um, but I'm finding, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of people who, uh, who just kind of quit drinking and then just decided not to start drinking any, you know, like, yeah, I saw, I know someone who's done like that 75 hard challenge. I just talked to her the other day and she said, yeah, it might just not go back to it because it's Mm -hmm. been, it's been six, whatever, 45 days without alcohol. I'm like, wow, this is, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So Matt O'Connor uh, is a fan of the NA beer. Lots, uh, lots of options available these days that taste good. It, it tastes as good as the real deal. And I don't know if I'd go quite go that far. I don't know if I completely agree with you there, Matt. But, uh, but there are some very good non-alcoholic beers. Yeah, I think your impression good. They just don't taste like they have alcohol in them. And I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. I think that's because they, they don't. Yeah. Right. And I think that's. I think that is as much as we try to deny that that's the point. I think it is. If you detect that it's not there, you you think, why am I drinking this? So, yeah, I don't know. I'll be curious to know how long the NA beer movement lasts. It's certainly booming right now, uh, but I, I just like I kind of went through that, and then I then I kind of just lost interest. So I, I don't know if other people will be the same way or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. I watched the, uh, I watched the uh, because oh, uh, what's his name, Johan Harari. The he's he's big into the addiction recovery and kind of happiness researcher professor maybe and uh i just watched his ted talk someone sent me but the opposite of uh the opposite of gosh the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety 
the opposite of addiction is connection. And his whole point is like the loneliness epidemic and the way we treat addicts and, you know, as like criminals, as opposed to putting them in, in a situation where they, they have connection, right? That they have purpose and meaning and relationships that support them. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm not, I'm not an evangelist. I'm not on, you know, I'm not giving up alcohol for the rest of my life. You know, that's why I call myself essentially sober. Cause like, yeah, there'll be a wedding you know, New Year's, some sort of family event where, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal, but I think there's a lot to what's going on in, in this country over the last, like, and maybe broader over the last hundred years and like the reckoning with, with social media and access mm -hmm. to these drugs and loneliness and happiness. And we'll see. We'll mm -hmm. see. All right. You want to talk about food and how to eat healthy when you don't have time? Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I, it doesn't need to be that long of a discussion anyway, but here's, I, as I said, like we just got so busy with, with the kids that we don't have family dinners anymore. We have, we have one night a week when everyone's actually home for dinner. And then we have a couple nights a week, maybe one where someone is home to cook the dinner during like the normal cooking times. Uh, so we just don't have that. That just like disappeared from our life. And I, we eat a lot of like pasta with jarred sauce or a pizza with a store-bought crust. And again, usually just jarred sauce. And it's just so different from how we used to cook and eat. We used to eat these nutrient-rich bowls and things where every bite just seemed like it was just nourishing your body. Now I feel like I'm eating like, I don't know, a normal person. Like it's okay. It's not It's not the worst food you can eat by any means. But like, I don't feel like I can just keep eating it and I'll just be limitlessly healthy the more I do. Um, so anyway, and plus, you know, which is fine for me. Like I can, I can deal with that, but like the kids, I don't know. I want them to be healthy. So I don't know. I'm just curious if people have tips, if you guys are in this, everyone here is parents. Uh, if you have any of a similar struggle or have somehow avoided that, or if you got any hacks for me, one weird trick would be, would be great. Any, anything you got. I will say lately. So I, my kids are younger, so I don't have quite the same problem of, being gone for dinner time. Most of the time our whole family is together for dinner. Um, but I, I can see how that is difficult. And like, I know meal prepping on the weekends is probably a, a good solution, but that takes time. One, one hack that I have been doing lately is the, uh, the good old Miss Midwestern, uh, vegetable on the side. So like whatever I'm, and I used to do this all the time when it was just me, um, I used to put like every meal on a bed of spinach, like all the time, constantly, mm -hmm. um, whatever I was eating, just put it right on top of spinach. Um, probably gross for some people, but it worked great. But now, yeah, I just, I keep frozen vegetables. Um, cause that's what works up for us. We can't go to the store all the time. Um, and I do frozen broccoli, green beans, cauliflower, whatever is around whatever I have corn. Um, and I do a vegetable on the side for every meal. And then I know, I know at least that there's that piece that's getting in. So if I'm making pasta, it's not just pasta with sauce, it's pasta with sauce and broccoli or green beans. And, um, that really helps for me. And then also I chuck like tofu or tempeh into as much as I can when it's, when it's a base meal, like you're talking about pizza, pasta, something super, a rice bowl, something super simple. I try to get some some other elements in there if I can, that I know will provide some good nutrients to my family. So that's yeah, my you know, two things there that we actually sometimes do. I'd say often is we steam broccoli is our vegetable on the side. It's just, we can, we can chop it up quickly and steam it. I don't like that. We're always eating the same vegetable, but at least it's a cruciferous vegetable. I feel kind of good about that. 
and then we do the air fryer tofu a good bit because there's no pan. There's no standing at it. It's a simple thing. You put it in there and then it's done 15 minutes later. Uh, and then, you know, that can go into whatever the meal is. And I feel like that's, that's to me is still a health food. Uh, it's, it's like beans, not quite as healthy as, you know, whole beans, but very good food. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think, uh, I do like that idea. Like we should, we should, like we should have rules that we always are going to do a vegetable on the side. Like that's, that's not a bad policy to have. Yeah, I think, no. I think for us, um, you, you mean, you, you joke about this a lot, Matt, uh, and make kind of make fun of me for it, <laughs> but, but it's, it's what works is, is we, I mean, we pretty much do like the same five meals all the time. I mean, every single week, there's some variation of this. You're counting tacos, burritos, enchiladas. These are all, these are each a separate meal. <laughs> I mean, there's maybe like two Mexican inspired nights, right? Like, like a burrito and a taco or a burrito and. Uh, a burrito um and <laughs> uh but then then there's like the stir fry and then there's the like some, some something similar to a lentaroni um you know like and that's i mean we do that every single week and it uh and it, it's a little bit boring but the meals all the meals take no more than 20 minutes to cook 25 max and they're all bean based like whole bean or lentil based and um and you know, no one ever has to think about it. Like, no, like we, we buy the same foods, you know, like obviously sometimes we mix in other stuff, but like, we, you know, we, we, we don't have to worry too much about stressing over a, a grocery list. And so then we're not scrambling to get something because we're missing this one ingredient for this recipe that we wanted to cook and wasting time doing that. And uh, we know that the kids will eat them because they like that, those foods. You, how far ahead do you plan it? Do you have like, do you have the weekly template set that says enchiladas this day, burrito this no, day? No, definitely not. Perfect. It's, it's kind of like, I Hey, I'm gonna be out tonight, or I'm gonna work late tonight, or whatever. Uh, we fix something, and then whoever is cooking that night just mm-hmm. does whatever feels inspiring to them. Um, but I mean, but I like it is boring for sure. And, and you know, we'll usually have at least one new recipe in there for that one night that we do want to kind of like do something big and, and branch out. Um, but they're all healthy food. They're I mean, they're all mostly whole food based, and um, and and super simple and there's a bunch of people here live by the way if you have a, a tip healthy eating hack please share it so we can all benefit from it mm-hmm. while we're while we're talking you, you don't, don't worry about interrupting us whatever just put it in there uh i think we have to separate out healthy eating for yourself versus healthy eating for your family my go-to hack for healthy eating when you don't have time is to not eat um, no, it's not my a, I mean, go-to is, is, is a fasting. Good one. <laughs> yeah, like no, if it, I'm it, traveling, it's a good idea. If I'm traveling, not like, for your tra- you know, no. <laughs> it's different there. Um, uh, they probably choose it in some yes, days. Um, <laughs> I uh, actually I was so proud of it last night. So so if I'm traveling, like I just don't I just don't eat because inevitably you'll end up eating, you know packaged foods or foods bought at an airport there's only two options to get the tsa so it's like you're eating a, a bar of some sort you're eating a you know whatever you can Trail take mix. with you mm-hmm. i'm just not the guy who's going to fill up tupperware with like you know roasted vegetables to get through tsa like i've done it in the past of all sorts and it explodes in your your bag and your wife gets pissed so i just don't eat if we're traveling um and uh, uh i mean there has know, to be middle I, ground right i mean like uh, some nuts and fruit fruit, fruit, fruit and nuts fruit and nuts I was about, 
Yeah, but it's actually harder for me. And I was about to say that, like, if I have to, like, you can always find cashews or something or almonds at like a, a, a store at the airport. But, um, uh, you know, they're usually roasted, salted, right? Like, you know, not organic bottom of the bottom of the barrel as far as nut quality goes. And I just would rather not. And yes, you could bring a piece of fruit through, but like, when you really think about it, you're talking about two hours pre-flight, X number of hours on the flight, some hours after the flight. Like, is that fruit going to really carry you through that? Like, you know, for me, I'd rather just choose that to be the day that I'm going to fast and then not have to worry about it. Because if I have one piece of fruit, I will actually be hungrier and I don't get any of the benefits of, of fasting or, you know, time restricted eating. I'd rather just not eat. And that's obviously an extreme, like the don't have time and don't have access to food in an airport. That's my number one. Number two. Less because like when, when we have, like I'm saying, like, it's not like every bite feels like it's nourishing. So as a result, I end up eating less food. So it kind of is a strategy and I'm not talking about Hmm. fasting. Um, But now and then I'll, you know, I'll be totally fine with skipping breakfast or whatever, or even skipping lunch. Sometimes if we don't have anything left over from dinner, uh, that was, that was good or healthy. Sometimes it just feels healthier not to eat it. Uh, So yeah, I'm with you, but yeah, for the kids, that doesn't obviously work. Um, Yeah. And and the nuts and food, that's good for snacks too. Last night, you know, there's there's a nice vegan child eating a roasted portobello. There's a salad. He's eating a bowl of lentils and beans. There's a soup, um, which had lentils, beans, a bunch of other good stuff. Uh, Caesar salad and edamame. And I thought to myself, like, you know, I, I don't know if raising a kid plant-based is a, uh, it's a good idea or not. That's for every individual to, to decide. We've done it. And let me tell you, like, their palate is like so diverse. It is amazing to me. I think that is the probably the best decision we've made. They look at like our cousins and it's like, I mean, it's crazy what people feed their kids in this country. And and I think if you just start off at the base of like vegetables, you know, they they get used to just eating straight vegetables. It's an amazing thing. So, anyway, so back to if you don't that, have time, I a, uh, that I need more courses, that I need like a soup and a salad and different uh <laughs> things for when no. I'm really busy. It's not, well, no, but <laughs> that, actually, that's a really great busy. point. That was a pot of soup that was made on Sunday and mm-hmm. we're still nursing it. Uh, Cause I think we had it like on Sunday or maybe it was Monday. And then like, did, you know, I had it for lunch, you know, some of the kids yesterday, Wednesday. Yeah. And then like the rest of the family ate it, but it wasn't enough to carry us through. So maybe this is batching and, you know, uh, leftovers are huge. The salad took maybe three seconds to cut up, you know, romaine lettuce and throw some, you know, vegan Caesar dressing on it. Uh, the edamame were frozen to Isabel's point. So literally just put in a pan to heat it up sufficiently. And what was the third thing? And then the roasted portobellas, again, just that, sliced them up, threw some oil on it, put it in the oven. And, uh, you know, 20 minutes later, those were super crunchy and salty and the kids loved them. Um, so, I mean, that's actually like a great example. And what I was getting at is like, we didn't spend any time on meal prep. It was like leftovers, a salad, random portobellos, cause like, what else are you gonna do with them? And some frozen edamames. And it's pretty, you know, high protein, lots of micronutrients. I feel good about that dinner. So I yeah. think leftovers, mm-hmm. frozen fruit, frozen food and uh and and not being too 
uh, formal about like, you know, you need a main and a salad and this and like side, like just put it all out there. And if you got kids, they'll eat what they want. Yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the big point is like, it doesn't have to look like a normal meal, like a recipe or a, here's the, here's the protein, here's the carbohydrate, here's the vegetable, but just like, you know, a bunch of vegetables, if that's what it is, um, that, that can be a pretty healthy dinner. I don't know about every day, like with the kids, I feel like, I don't know, like I, I want to know that it's a little bit more substantial maybe than a lot of vegetables. Uh, but yeah, I get, I get the point. Uh, it is. That was a bowl of, that was a bowl of lentils, two oh, yeah, types lentils. of beans, There's red, red, Lentils, red kidney beans, garbanzos. Uh, there's sun-dried tomatoes in there, and like maybe a couple other things, and the potatoes on that soup. So it was like a, it was like a super hearty stew, and with like three different types of you know beans and legumes, um, and then again the portobello salad and edamame. Like I felt good about that. On my, I, I, you should, you I, got, I got a question for you. Um, <laughs> language. Gentlemen, um, uh, do we not do we not do language on? Yeah, I don't we know. don't. We can say that it's we're a family friendly podcast here. Yeah. Why is that? Is that for the audience or for you too? I think, I think it gets marked as clean so that more people listen to it, and then people complain when anyone uh, drops any sort of bomb. All right, boys. Okay. <laughs> All right, Doc, go. No, um, Fraser, I got a question for you. Like, yeah. How, I mean, and, and I don't mean this sarcastically. I mean, this <laughs> like, how, how bad is it really? Like if you find a, you know, a, a somewhat healthy jarred sauce, if you find uh, some good whole, uh, you know, whole wheat pasta or bonza pasta or something like that. And, uh, and then like a can of beans, like, like what's wrong with that, I guess, as, as a meal, you know, it might not oh, look like me- the meals that you were cooking before, but like. If that's if that's your simple meal, and I think a lot of people would rely on that instead of having edamame and a salad and five different courses, like, I mean, like, what's so bad about that? Yeah, let me, let me jump in first because you're talking to Matt, who you know, in his peasant cooking days, would squeeze the tomatoes himself to create the sauce. Right? Anything right. less than I that, a food meal just for that purpose, actually. Um. But just for what it's worth, because Doug, once again, you know, it wasn't a five-course meal. It was a haphazard. And we, <laughs> we got to move on to something else. We, 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 are, we are go-to, uh, for us, a uh, uh, cheesy pasta is our, our go-to. But I will often, and I know some people will say you shouldn't try to sneak veggies with kids, you know, and, and we don't. But, like, throwing some red peppers and some other stuff into a jarred sauce and blending it all up, like carrots, carrots onions. peppers. Yeah, you can get like eight different um, uh, veggies, throw it in a blender with the jarred sauce. So fresh veggies all mixed up, chunky or not, pour that over your pasta and you can get a whole bang of, of you know, micronutrients um, to, to quote, beef up the, uh, the jarred sauce that everyone is maligning. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, no, I don't. I actually don't think it's that bad. That's why at the beginning I said like this is not a, a bad way to eat. It's just not what we're used to. It's not. I, I wouldn't consider it like super healthy. Uh, it's it's okay. It's passable. It works. I just don't like it week after week, and that's what we've kind of come to because this is you know it's been two years now that we're like this, where the kids are just constantly busy, uh, and so 
I don't know. I just feel like my dinner time is not really the time for me to get much nutrition. Um, and yeah, the, the, the meal you mentioned like would be okay, but like that would be missing a vegetable. So you got to figure out a vegetable on the side. Sure. The jar yeah, chalk yeah. might have something in it, uh, or you could add it like like they just said. So that's not a bad idea. Another idea that I just came up with recently was um, like maybe dinner time is just not the time for us to get the get the nutrients. Mm. Like it used mm. to be like the traditional like biggest meal, um, and therefore maybe chance to get the most vegetables and things. But like if we have more time for lunch or breakfast, which we certainly do. Uh, like maybe we should just go back to the big nutrient bomb smoothie, which I got away from as we started to just say like, eh, let's just eat more normal foods all the time. Uh, but like, maybe I should start focusing on that for everyone and like making sure we get the nutrition we're not getting at dinner into, into the rest of the day. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. I mean, uh, you know, and even if your kids are going to school or something like that, I mean, you can. I mean, my, my kid's lunch looks a lot like that five course dinner that Matt Tolman, uh, <laughs> cooked yeah. up. I mean, you know, it's just like a whole bunch of random, like little small vegetable things and, yeah. and a little bean salad and, you know, like, and, and they eat that and they eat a whole bunch. I mean, it's a whole bunch of good, healthy food. And, uh, and that's like, if that was a big source of a lot of their vegetables throughout the day and, and we didn't have time to do something at, at dinner, like at least I knew that they got all that during, during lunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the smoothie is a good, good tactic. And I do that, especially like with my daughter to know, and I just like chuck in as much good stuff as I can. I have a hard time though with smoothies in the winter time. So if anybody has like a warm, cause like, I, I just don't want smoothies when it's cold out. Mm -hmm. But, but much, like that like, is, and, that is know, a good tactic that I take. I know Matt Tolman puts a bunch of vegetables in a smoothie for himself, but like my kids probably wouldn't eat like a brown or drink like a brown green smoothie. Right, you know their their smoothies Hide it are tend to be tend to be mostly fruit and you know some protein powder and nuts and seeds and stuff like that. I mean they're healthy, but they're you know they don't have like five servings of vegetables in there. But you can get you can get spinach or some other things in there. Even like baby mm -hmm. kale, like, it doesn't taste like much. You can get a yeah. little bit, but you're right. It's, mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't. Be hard to do. It's a big. I, that's what actually got me to stop drinking smoothies. Was was I went through that phase where you did, you know, it was brown and gross, and like I just got sick of smoothies after that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Beans, yeah. I'm not putting beans. Yeah, I mean you you have to be careful because I've often served my kids smoothies. They don't trust me as much now when it comes <laughs> to smoothies. Like they have to explicitly say they want a smoothie that tastes good. Um, which you know I take kind of as a as an insult. Um but uh, yeah, you, you have to lean more heavily on the fruits than maybe on the cruciferous vegetables. But if you do it right, like there's no, I mean, let's say about oatmeal in the morning, there's no other path to getting them hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, which are always, you know, always go in there. Like Isabel said, you can even throw some, some white beans in there of some sort and then get some spinach. And like, you can still t create a very tasty smoothie, uh, especially if you add some complement chocolate protein in there uh, and, and get in some like good nutrients to that without making it totally undrinkable that's that's a good segue to supplements because uh of course all of us work for slash some of us founded uh compliment outlier health which is what this podcast is named is the parent company of compliment lovecompliment.com we usually start plant-based morning show by reminding people of that sponsorship that association uh but we do make a, a product there that is that is meant to be you know to go along with the vegan diet to fill in the nutrient gaps should my family though in this phase should we be normies and start taking the regular old uh i don't know centrum multivitamins and we can get the get the vitamin c and 
E and things that we, you know, might not be getting now? Probably. You- it sounds like your dad's <laughs> Language. Come Language. <laughs> do you do your kids have fruit? Yeah, they eat fruit all the time. Okay. We, we eat I mean, so that's another hack that I was mention is like just picking frozen fruit around the house all the time. I also mm-hmm. have carrots all the time, and like that's my that's my deal with my oldest is that like if she doesn't want to eat dinner, and like I don't think she's gotten much throughout the day, I'm like okay, you don't you don't have to have dinner, but if you're hungry, you can have a banana or carrots. And like yeah. that's that's the deal. And then normally she eats some of her dinner, and that's that's kind of how I do it. But keeping whole fruits around, like that's always super easy to just go in the fridge, grab something, grab a banana, grab some carrots. Yep, easy. Peasy. The the flip yeah. side of that, and the reason that I'm actually not too concerned about this issue of ours is that if you just don't keep junk food around, like you know, you can't really go that wrong. Like I feel like yes, we're not eating all these fresh fruits and veggies and things like we used to, but we're also not eating you know, potato chips and stuff. Now the family has eat some pretzels more than I like pretzels. Uh, pretzels are a problem. But other than that, there's, there's nothing really else to have besides fruit and nuts or whatever. If it's, if it's in between mealtime. So it's, it's not like, you know, anyone's binging on anything except for alcohol and me. That's uh that's the one. <laughs> Great. Corn chips. No, we shouldn't I mean, talk about binging on no, alcohol. Get, I, I was, I was, no, still, no, no jokes. Yeah. Oh, but given your, your high, high degrees of, of, drinking you probably should take a multivitamin that's true no i'm at isabel that's my number in the past week i've had none for sleep purposes and it's been great i've slept fantastic there you go this is what i'm saying yeah i know you're right uh, you know I, to go yeah. back to alcohol one more time here the, <laughs> i was one saying the thing about only this small amount of people actually has alcohol related problems during the course of a year and it is a small number but what counts as a problem like does not sleeping well or mm. you know you're a little sluggish in the morning. Your energy's lacking. You don't have the same motivation and zest for life. Like these are these are real impacts of alcohol. I am not denying that at all. Uh, they certainly can be, and I, I don't think they get reported as problems. So to argue against what, myself, what, what exactly defines a problem? Too like what is this was like health problems, and there were 23 of them. They were listed in the uh, in these group of studies. So it was a big meta analysis. Hmm. I, I want to get deeper into that though. I, I was I'm yeah. I don't want to take this off, but Isabel, that is my, that is my go-to like fruit is the ultimate fast food. And like our kids can have as much fruit whenever they want, as much as they want. And, you know, sometimes they ask, you know, for dessert or whatever. And it's like, yeah, what do you want? Here's all the fruit we have, you know, and obviously from a micronutrient standpoint, you know? Yeah, exactly. But then they like choose grapes. I'm like, all right, we're not buying grapes Man. anymore. <laughs> Nobody carts out like a dessert tray with like five different platters or courses of uh, fruits that have been prepared for them. That's probably what happens. <laughs> I mean, you know, do you guys use uh, placemats? Placemats. Do you set yes. the table with placemats? And- we don't have placemats. Do you guys have we- placemats? No, we don't use placemats anymore. It's mostly to keep the table from getting really dirty. Placemats. So I studied abroad. Are we going to diss on placemats? (laughs) No, 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 nothing wrong with placemats. In high school, I studied abroad in Costa Rica and I was living with a host family for six months and uh, I got so bad. Every meal had rice and beans and it was like this like plate that didn't have walls or anything like that. And I was so bad at eating the rice and beans that uh, it got so messy that they had to buy a placemat for for me (laughs) because they were tired of cleaning up all the the rice and beans every day. 
for like three meals a day. That was just I just kept making a huge mess. So. And that's why you love those possible things now, right? That's that's why every meal I eat out of a possible. Doug <laughs> raved about possibles one day so much that my mom sent me for them, thinking you guys have to have these. Doug said how amazing these are, and we got them. And they're like it's regular plate. It's just a bowl. Like nothing. My food doesn't get to well, what the did wall. you expect? I mean, of course they're just regular plates, but they have walls on them, so things don't get messy. So say what. What is a possible? It's a plate it's with walls. It's, a, it's, it's a yeah. It's like it's like a big. It's a, in between a bowl and a plate. It's not even. It's a flat plate and it has a border. It has like a little lip. On it. Yeah, I mean like a rounded lip, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Can someone like share? Sounds like a plate. Yeah, I was about to say. Can, well, is it a plate or a bowl? Because I got I got possibles. It's a plate. I got possible. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like that, right? It's a big, yeah. it's a big ass bowl, Cup. but it's not like a deep bowl. It's like a large bowl. Yeah, right. Isn't that? Yeah. It's Isn't a that high diameter. It's a, it's a larger huh. than usual. No, that's diameter. a bowl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, put the link. I googled it. That's a bowl. It's just no, a regular you, bowl. No, you found the wrong thing. It's like a bowl like this. No endorse, no endorsement to whatever <laughs> bowl manufacturer. Share the link. This is important. I, I am right now. Doug, you're kind of like Michael with his apron. Yeah. You need a yeah. placemat because place you know, mm-hmm. the two of you can get together. Link is in the chat. These are the ones that were pictured on the morning show when Doug said, oh, yeah, we have possibles. They're great. And these are the very ones my mom sent. Huh? Flat They're plates. All right. They're plates Flat with possible. You can't click the link yeah. in for us. Mm. Oh, you guys okay. can't do that? Copy, paste. It's a bowl for everyone. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh no, that's not a no, that's not a bowl. It's a plate. It's a plate with oh, walls. Man. All right. It doesn't but, it, but what's the point? Anyone listening it, to this? It feels, the rare person it feels like it's a plate off their plate when they eat because they're so messy with eating. I guess it would say it feels like a it's a plate that wants to be a bowl. Really. It's a it's okay. perfect for pasta possible. <laughs> We should all probably talk about how I to keep plates. these conversations <laughs> more focused. Um, <laughs> just throw it out there. All right. Well, no one. Right, no any one other hacks for when you don't have time? Nobody gave us hacks from the crowd. Dale, Dale Stevens showed up late. Any? Said PGIF. Good to see Dale Stevens. Morning show regular. Uh, always comments. Great to see you, Dale. Healthy eating tips. We still chance when you don't have time. But uh, yeah, I think I think we're just about done. I think we've exhausted them. We also make a pot of beans at the beginning of every week for the most part, and have that, and it's good for all kinds of things. So. Yeah, oh, I, I, have, I have another good beans? one. Okay, what do you got? Whenever, when you're cooking something that's like a staple recipe, super easy to do for me, like a chili or a pasta or something, just make more and then either keep it for another meal in the week or put it in the freezer. I do that. Every time I make chili, I make a huge thing of chili so that I can get like at least two or three meals out of it. Chili also, always yeah. fabulous. It's a great tip. It's a fantastic tip. We should, I mean, I we really should like sit down and come up with five meals and only have meals that are like that, where then every time we cook, we can make three batches yeah. and life would be easier. That's our go-to. If I didn't make that clear with the soup that we've been nursing oh, yeah, right. since Sunday, like, yeah, like I use our, we make a pot pasta. That's like four or five containers. Now, granted we have a very large house full of people, but like we'll need half of that. And then I'll be, lunches for kids and you know maybe a dinner the next day or so it's a good one yep sunday is your soup day it's always fun anybody anybody want to take uh dale's comment and run with it because no, we're gonna leave we haven't said anything that's gonna get us canceled today <laughs> much we might have been Lots of language. people 
with alcoholism. Um, All right, well, Matt O'Connor likes yeah. Isabel's uh, likes Isabel's tip for the freezing of things. Aaron Jenkins says quitting drinking is the best thing I've ever done for myself. Eight years now. Tough to get over the cultural social stuff, but having lots of fun now and remembering all the fun. Yeah, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the cultural social thing, that's probably the big one. It's just like whenever I would stop drinking for an extended amount, that's what will kind of like just make me say, ah, why not? You know, I'm with people who are out. Uh, sparkling water is the great friend of all sober people. I've heard that. I've heard sparkling water with a lime in it or something. And it just sort of, no one sort of. Yeah, it looks like a vodka that tonic. Trick people into thinking we're drinking though. It's so strange. Well, it just gives you something to have so that like you don't feel like you're the one that doesn't have a drink. Yeah. Can you like bring a Rubik's Cube or something? I don't know. Do something. <laughs> it's not exactly the <laughs> yeah. same. A weird but silver okay. girl in the, cute, in the corner with a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I, I, I have another good hack. I keep thinking of them. Good. Please, keep I, the worst yeah, I, tip I've ever heard. <laughs> I will carry your Rubik's Cube from now on. Um, I use dry beans only because um, yeah, you know, dry beans don't use canned beans. If you're gonna make some dry beans for a recipe or something, just make the entire bag and then again put it in the freezer, and then you have oh. some. Then you have you always have beans in the freezer. So every time I'm, I make dry beans, I always make the entire bag of the beans and then. So, the rest so of the let freezer. me just let me make sure I understand properly. So your hack for saving time is to, um, uh, is to basically spend a lot of time making something that you can just buy already. Yeah, it like takes so long to make beans. It does. It doesn't. You bowl. throw it in a bowl. It's so easy. It's worse. It's worse. No, because then I, I don't so have to. Thing. No, I don't have to get. I don't have to rinse the beans. Not only, you know, not only you have to, I'm with you on your side as well. You have to cook the beans, then you freeze the beans, and once beans. frozen, you have to recook the yeah, beans yeah. again. No, you just take as opposed it. to just or, or you can just get a can. Yeah, but <laughs> what's, no, what's make, wrong with a can? If you make the pot of beans, not only are they, they delicious, you also then have this huge bowl of beans that's in your fridge for the whole week, and you every time you open the fridge, like there's this urgency. We got to get these beans finished. We're not going to open cans that much and drain and rinse and all that. Well, you don't, you don't have to worry stressful. about like, the adding We have to get rid of the beans, everybody. <laughs> well, they just yeah. urgency. Urgency. <laughs> so how, how often it's do you so let the beans go bad? They, we threw out a group the other day. Beans, they can go bad. <laughs> I will, it smells I will, terrible. I will it, tell, like, tell a story. Don't leave the beans in your fridge for like two weeks because they will go bad. You will try one chickpea and then you will get food poisoning <laughs> from that chickpea and puke all night long. I know. So now you're talking about mortal danger. <laughs> there's mortal danger. No, there's, the there's urgency and stress related to finishing the beans in time. There's extra work. Someone explain to me why this is all worth it. It sounds like you're just mad you're not in Rancho Gordo Bean Club, that you didn't get a membership. And you're <laughs> That's true. One, I will say it is more cost effective because you can buy a bag of beans for like a dollar fifteen. Way more cost effective. Yeah, and that's like the equivalent of like four cans, so more cost effective. It it takes no time. You put it in a, a bowl, put some water on it, leave it, and then you dump out the water, put the beans in the crock pot, cook them up, or put them Tastes on the oven. Better. Cook Tastes all better. Tastes better. No salt. No BPA in the cans. It, because we don't have a can, so it's it's just better. It well, is. you're probably buying no BPA or BPS cans anyway. But whatever chemical they used instead of BPA or BPS is probably <laughs> concerning. I'm with you there. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not what my about all the plastic leaching out of the bag that they're your uh... minimal. No, no, I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm making a stretch. All right, I think I think we've hit, our, we've hit our wall. Well, I think we need I think I think we need merch that's like team dry beans versus like team canned beans. Mm. All right, next company out. We'll do that and the mushroom. That one I will actually make. That's the, the mushrooms. mushrooms. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, everyone, thank you for bearing with us if you made it this long. Good live attendance day. Our best live attendance on Nomi Athlete Radio Live. So thanks, everyone, for coming out. Thank you for the comments. Um, yeah, a little a rough start today, but I, I like where we ended up. Uh, <laughs> it was a day. It's okay. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Keep tuning into that Outlier Health podcast. You'll get this in plant-based morning shows and the Outlier Health podcast itself and much more, maybe one day. Much, much more. All right. Bye, bye. Bye.